welcome you to the Savings Angel Show. I'm Josh Elledge, Chief Executive Angel at SavingsAngel.com. Lots of savings, one angel. That's me, podcasting to you from beautiful Orlando, Florida. Yeah, it's getting hot down here. Now, I've been a consumer expert, money-saving advocate, syndicated newspaper columnist, and business coach for over 10 years. I've been in the media over 1,500 times. That's crazy. That's a lot of media work. And I can't wait to make a huge announcement I've been teasing you about for a few weeks now. now along with that exciting announcement, I'm going to stick to what I've done best for the past 10 years. And I'm going to have for you how you can still save big with coupons. I don't care if you hate coupons. I'm going to tell you how to do it in a way that's like, eh, I could probably do that, Josh, right? If you could use online coupon codes, you can do what I'm about to teach you. Now, to go along with that, I have back with me Randy Padauer. He's a community education specialist from Lexington Law. This is one smart dude. And he's going to continue with me our talk about credit and finances. It's a big deal. Now, also, I'm going to teach how you can avoid the five most common mistakes people make that causes them to end up paying to have their computer fixed, right? Just basic strategies. It's going to help you. That's what I do. I'm here to serve. I can't wait to get to this major, 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 major announcement. So let's get to saving more, earning more, and living more abundantly. Okay, you ready? Drum roll, please. So here's the deal. Over the past 10 plus years, it was January 20th of 2007. So over 10 years ago, Savings Angel launched and we've had the great fortune to help Millions of people throughout the country, ah, North America, the English-speaking world. And Savings Angel has always had an amazing team of angels uh, doing what we do. And in order for us to make that work, um, we've, we've largely been a membership-based website. We have for the past 10-plus years. And... It's been a very, very, very successful, it's been a very joyous um, life that that I've been able to uh, enjoy over the past 10 years. We've worked with some amazing angels that have done such great work for so long. And for the longest period of time, I've had one goal, and, and I really haven't shared this a whole lot, but that goal is that... Well, I've shared this. I mean, I want to share abundance with a larger and larger and larger audience. I want to do more for more people. That is why, I don't mean to get religious on you, but that's why God put me on this earth. I know it. It's to help spread that message of abundance, to help bring harmony, joy, and abundance throughout the planet. That's why I'm here. And so God blessed me with this vehicle of Savings Angel. And we've facilitated millions of dollars in savings. We've, we've done a lot of great work. We have facilitated many, many millions of dollars in giving 
to charitable organizations, nonprofits, churches, missions, um, projects around the world, um, our overseas military families, um, who I have just so much respect for as a veteran myself. And so we have experienced, now if you've been listening to this podcast, I've had the great fortune to work with some amazing brands. Well, Savings Angel has built a pretty large audience. And as a result, I've been able to work with some amazing companies like Swagbucks and USAA and Lexington Law and I mean, so, so many others. I mean, you could, I mean, it's, I've probably worked with over 100 different brands now. Uh, and we have been finding some really, really great success in helping them tell their story in a way that brings a lot of value for our Savings Angel audience. And because of that, what's well, actually resulted in kind of stimulating the economy. <laughs> um, we've been able to do some really good things. and We've been able to um, expand our own uh, internal uh, you know, mission, as it were. And it's also given us an opportunity that I'm just, this is 10 years in the making. And that is, Savings Angel is now completely free. It really is. And hopefully you can hear, I am smiling and I'm like, my eyes are watering right now. This is such a big deal for me. And and the reason why is because I know, even though we were only charging $3.99 a week, it doesn't seem like a lot. But the person I want to help more than anything is the person who's struggling right now. And they want to make it work. But that $3.99 a week has, has actually scared them. And we've gotten feedback that say, you know, I, I, I just, I, I, I'm nervous about investing any money. I just need to move ahead financially. So Savings Angel is now free. What that means is just like the 20 stores that we've offered in the past, we've got a whole bunch of new stores that are also now free. This includes, and by the way, if you've been a longtime fan of Savings Angel, I, I know that this is, this is, hopefully this is almost as exciting for you as it is for me. All right, now it's a little bit different. There are a couple of features that we won't be supporting anymore, but through some collaboration work with some other great mission-minded uh, savers in, in the world, we have found a way to make enlightened shopping, make our VIP service absolutely free. All you need to do is just go to savingsangel.com. It's my gift. Uh, it is actually, it's a gift from up above. <laughs> It really, really is. This has been on my heart for so long. How can we possibly make Savings Angel free? All right. And so now, again, that what this means is all the stores that we've been doing for free, those are still there. In addition, absolutely free, now you can get Meyer, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Target, and everything else. <laughs> Like the kitchen sink. As a matter of fact, there's a total now. Uh, you'll see. Uh, it's it's huge. I mean, there's pretty much... Look, if we don't cover a store you have in your town, would you please, please let me know? And we'll, we'll, see, we'll see what we can do to work that out for you, okay? Um, you can do that, by the way, at our Facebook group, 
Um, I think you can get there by just going to savingsangel.com forward slash Facebook, and you can join our group. Let me know what you want to see, all right? We're going to get to work on that. Um, My, again, my goal is to help you save more, earn more, live more abundantly. The way that these store lists work is that we are going to clearly identify what you should be buying on a weekly basis. And if you buy what we tell you to buy, and these are the items that have a star by them in particular. Now, if you need other things, you know, you could search uh, all of the items that are for sale across all of the stores that we cover, and you can find who has the best deal on the product that you need. We also have a coupon database that is now free, of course, and you can search that. And if you need a coupon, please search our coupon database. It is the best coupon database on the planet, okay? There is no better way on the planet today to save more money, right? I know this technology. I know what exists on the internet. And and I am so thrilled to be able to make this available to you. So head up over to Savings Angel, find your store, and each week, I want you to check out your stores and just if you just buy what we tell you to buy and you stock up on those items, there's no reason you shouldn't be able to save more less than $100 a month very easily. In fact, I suspect that you should be able to save more than $200 a month fairly easily. All you need to do is just buy what we tell you to buy. It's that simple. I like simple. I like savings, and I'm so honored that I get to be able to, that my team and I get to now make this available to you for free. So thank you so much for for being with me these past 10 years or however long that you've been a part of the Savings Angel family. We are on a mission, and that mission is to help spread this message of abundance. And I believe that by, you know, by freeing up $300 a month from our monthly grocery budget and Filling our own cups, we are now in a position to better fill the cups of others. It's a simple process. Manufacturers and retailers are subsidizing your ability to give. It couldn't be easier. You should be able to very easily take an $800, $900 grocery budget down to four or $500, maybe a little bit more. It just depends on how serious you want to take this, right? I'm going to help you. I'm there with you. My team of angels are with you. Our whole Savings Angel community, we're also all going to help you. We're going to make this thing happen for you. So with that, thank you so much. Let's get to the rest of the show. Now let's talk about two ways you can save money. Using coupons for your groceries and avoiding the five computer mistakes people make that cost big cash and just stress you out. I'm going to help you out. Now, first of all, if you're not printing coupons available online, you really should be. Now, the values tend to be close to, if not sometimes better than any paper coupon you can find. And the method is very easy. Now, I recommend using Swagbucks, of course, to print because you get both the face value of the coupon and you also get swag bucks toward free gift cards, which you can then, uh, when you do, when you redeem the coupons. Now, although the values of online printable coupons can be slightly higher, don't neglect to get newspaper coupons. Now, to save the most cash, you need those too. That's because the coupon inserts can have a lot of offers from companies that still 
only distribute coupons through this traditional channel, despite other modern options. Now, look, this world is changing. I've watched it change over the past 10 years. When I started, less than 10% of all coupons were available online. Now, uh, there are way more digital coupons uh, than there are uh, newspaper or what they call freestanding insert coupons. But there's still so much value that I do recommend that even if you don't subscribe to the Sunday paper, you find a way to get it. We'll talk about that here in just a second, okay? Now, again, If you're getting the Sunday paper, but you're not seeing the large number of paper coupons that are available, actually available, the reason's simple. You're buying the wrong paper. Now, the sad truth is, is that the volume of coupons available in the Sunday paper is directly related to the volume of readership and distribution. Smaller paper, smaller coupon insert. Now, to fix this, Start getting the largest paper you can for your area. Not talking USA Today. That's too large. They don't do coupons, right? But your next big major city, right? A city like Orlando, yeah, you're getting all the coupons, right? Um, So again, uh, roughly that size is kind of what you're looking for. And you might have to experiment um, with some different papers. Now, again, um, you're going to instantly see a difference in the number of coupons and the thickness of the Sunday inserts. Now, be careful about getting a subscription, however. If you're in an outlying area, just starting a subscription may not yield any coupons at all. Believe it or not. Now, sometimes they're stripped out of the papers destined for home delivery. I hate this. Instead, what I want you to do is I want you to pick up the paper at your local convenience store or gas station on Sunday mornings. Walmart's a great location. They generally have a lower price on the Sunday paper um, than what you might find like at a machine or something like that. Now, unfortunately, the promise has yet to materialize that easy to redeem mobile coupons would one day surpass printable and paper coupons altogether. Numerous companies with software technology intended to make redeeming coupons as easy as scanning your phone. Um, Well, they've disappeared due to the sheer complexity uh, of delivering on such a promise. That said, there are big savings to be had with the current forms of mobile coupons, the ones attached to your mobile phone number or your loyalty card. Now, both the value and the quantity of them are increasing as more and more stores are making them easier and more available. M Perks by Meyer, Yes Rewards by Family Fair brand of stores, and Digital Offers for Kroger are three excellent programs. Publix has a great uh, uh, clip-to-card uh, service as well, and you can get a lot of good savings. I like to put all of the coupons on my card. You just go click, 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 add them up, and that way sometimes it kind of serves as a catch-all. Like if I don't have, if I have to run into to the store and buy something and I didn't have a chance to, to, to take a look at Savings Angel on what available coupons there were, well, if I clipped it and added it to my card already, it's like instant savings. Now, when you're looking to really cut your grocery bill in half, coupons are only part of the equation. To really make a huge difference in what you're spending every month on groceries, you need to match coupons with a really great sale. And step two, stock up. Why pay full price five weeks from now for something you can get for 60% off today? Now, stores place items on sale on a rotating basis, and it's about every 6 to 12 weeks, depending on the item. Some categories have at least one brand on sale every week, like breakfast cereal. 
Now, the driving force behind this is the fierce competition of manufacturers to get their products leaving the shelves and hitting the checkout lanes. Manufacturers pay big bucks to have their items featured both in prominent shelf locations and in sale circulars. So I want you to use this cycle to your wallet's advantage by stocking up when prices are lowest. Let all of this competition that's going on between these manufacturers and and retailers, they're fighting aggressively. I want you to take advantage of all of that positive activity for you. I mean, this could really make a big difference. If you're just going into the grocery store and you're buying what you need every week, you are getting ripped off, my friend, plain and simple, because you're not playing the game. At Savings Angel, we help you play the game. (laughs) The grocery game. Oh, bless your heart, grocery game. I still miss them. No, they're for real. I I actually was good friends with the, the folks over there, and I miss them. Well, listen, Savings Angel's free now. Go... Drink up, my friends. Uh, drink up the savings. Uh, we've always been here to help you know what's on sale and what coupon to use. And now we're even mightier than ever. Randy Padauer, you are the community education specialist and a consumer advocate with Lexington Law. Randy, I appreciate so much the work that you do on behalf of consumers. So thank you so much for joining us uh, for this final installment here of making sure that our Savings Angel fans are empowered when it comes to their credit report, their credit history, and their credit score. Well, um, Josh, thank you. Coming from you, uh, that is an honor. You are similarly uh, a <laughs> quite an accomplished consumer advocate, uh, not only in, in the realm of consumer credit, but in a number of areas. And I'm a big fan of saving, uh, savingsangel.com. So. so let me yeah. ask you, why, why does the, and this is kind of a dumb question. It's a, it's a, such a softball here, but why does the world okay. need consumer advocates? What good are you doing in the world? Yeah. So, you know, it's not a surprise that the corporate interests serve their stockholders. I mean, that is just the natural way of, of, uh, of business and, and the way it should be. But who's going to look out for consumers? So while the corporate bigwigs sit at their walnut uh, conference tables uh, plotting their profits, um, sometimes consumers get the short end of any deal. And it takes people like you, it takes people like us to keep an eye out for those consumers. Yeah. You know, unless someone think that I'm being a a whiny communist or whatever it might be, I'm a capitalist, but I believe that those, those rights to a free market should extend to everybody. That that's my personal opinion. Yeah. And I believe that too. Uh, And I hate uh, sort of over-regulation myself. Um, But um, we know what a raw deal looks like for consumers. And, um, you know, in the world of consumer credit, for example, and, 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 and you're no stranger to this topic, but in the world of consumer credit, uh, things can get pretty mystifying, confusing. Sometimes things can be accurate, but still unfair. Uh, you know, uh, a, uh, uh, let's just say somebody uh, was, uh, had their roommate charged off, say, a, a cable bill because um, they were supposed to pay for it, not you. And suddenly, though, your name is on the line. 
then that thing gets charged up, then that thing gets sold to yet another, to a third-party debt collector, and sometimes it's sold yet again. Suddenly, you have three negative trade lines on your credit report, uh, and you're the victim uh, you know, of, of bad data, essentially. And even if it's technically accurate, almost everybody would agree that that is unfair. You should be held accountable for things that belong to you. You should be accountable for trade lines that uh, are reported fairly uh, pursuant to a whole range of consumer protection statutes. And so consumers have rights, Josh, as you know. Yeah. And one thing you shared with me, Randy, that's really stuck with me is the way that the, the, the credit reporting, credit histories and scores are the way it's designed. It's not for the consumer's benefit. It's for the benefit of creditors. Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, uh, anytime somebody uh, gets a, a lower credit score, sometimes for the dumbest little reasons, I'll give you an example or two, uh, that just means more profit for a bank somewhere. Uh, any excuse that a financial institution has for charging you more money uh, is welcomed by their shareholders. And, and, you know, while the business side of me celebrates that, that doesn't mean that consumers can't be a smart player at that conversation as well. Uh, here's a, a perfect example. Um, you may, you, I know you're aware, but your, your, your listeners may be aware that when they shop for a car and they walk into the car lot and uh, the salesperson says, well, let me get your contact information. Let me get your information in case we strike a deal. Let me get your information so I can follow up. And they pull your credit report because you have nothing to hide. You're willing to let him fill out his form and, and, and make sure that he knows that you're who you say you are so that he takes you seriously. Um, and, you know, that results in something called an inquiry, a notation on your credit report that says somebody's pulled your credit. Well, sadly, that can ding your credit score a couple of points. Uh, in, even though the, the credit bureaus have agreed that if a number of those inquiries, say for car shopping happen within the same week that that only counts as one inquiry, inquiry, most people don't shop for cars that way. Most people think about cars for weeks and months, for this year until they finally end the deal, and that's how consumers get punished for shopping. So over the course of a year and surfing car lots, you'll see your score lowered by maybe 20, 30, 40, 50 points if you're a, a real serious shopper. And what does that mean? That means you're going to be paying more for that car. Now, a listener might wonder, well, why in the world would that be? Well, here, it, 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 it's for a sensible reason. The banks, when, when, when these credit scores were formulated by the statisticians at Fair Isaac, the people who make the FICO score, and they did that in partnership with financial institutions and a whole lot of data, they, they saw correctly that people who are credit dependent, that is, people who are shopping for a whole lot of credit just to get by, are sometimes risky business for those financial institutions. What they didn't figure into that scenario was that people do shop for cars. They do shop for uh, homes over a period of time. Moreover, Christmas time, and you're doing a whole lot of shopping, and you hit a half a dozen 
department stores, all of them offering great deals, uh, you know, 10% discounts if you get their store cards. Suddenly you're shopping again and your score gets punished. Who wins? Well, the people you're indebted to win because that's an excuse for them to charge you higher interest rates. This is how things can be accurate and unfair. And uh, this is why people like you uh, exist to educate consumers. This is why people like us at Lexington Law exist to help people ensure that their credit reports are fair and accurate and substantiated. So that's it. That's the big passionate pitch. I get worked up over these things, <laughs> as you do. But, but yeah. I love it. Randy, who is, listen, um, in the world of wanting to make improvements. So let's say that, um, you know, a creditor or a car dealer or, you know, all these places, they put all these dings on your credit and you're like, whoa, 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 that's not cool. Uh, or there's mistakes, there's problems. Your options currently for improving that are number one, do it yourself. Number two, uh, hire a law firm. Um, number three, uh, there, there's plenty of scammy, you know, we guarantee this on your credit score, blah, 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 blah. Listen, avoid that stuff. Like a, I could tell you uh, to the person who's listening to us, be very, very, very careful about who you trust to do work on your credit report. And that's why myself, a lot of my friends in the personal finance space, we just know that, uh, Lexington law is the gold standard. That's why I was really, really interested in, you know, the kind of this beginning of the year here in 2017, I want to make sure that everybody is squeaky clean there. Randy, who is Lexington Law for and who might the other solutions be appropriate for? Yeah, well, you know, first, Josh, thanks for the kudos. We work really hard to earn the respect uh, and uh, appreciation of the people we serve, and we're appreciative, obviously, most of all. Um, but let let me let me say also that you're right. There are basically three alternatives. You can do it yourself. You can hire a competent credit repair organization. In our case, a law firm dedicated to helping people improve their their credit uh, reports. Uh, or you can go with uh, some untested and and often. Uh, uh, troublesome alternatives out there. Um, let, let me talk about those. You know, do it yourself is is uh, something that people can do. By the way, uh, but 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 by the way, that can be very complicated. Uh, put very simplistically, people sometimes think that credit repair is just about going to the credit bureaus and disputing. Well, if that's all it's about, by all means, you should do it yourself. Because if you just have an, a negative item or something that is absolutely not yours, um, you can go to Equifax.com, TransUnion.com, Experian.com, and dispute that on your own. You don't need to hire somebody to help you with that. But here's where it gets tricky. What about in these cases where something may be technically accurate, but you would like an expert to boil the water on your credit report? and test everything on that credit report against a basically a buffet of consumer protection statutes, then you need some professional assistance. You know, this is why sometimes people who do this on their own, they will go and they will dispute items or something, and it comes back verified. And they're, you know, upset and confused by that. It's because the only thing they leveraged was 
the disputation provisions of the Fair Credit Reporting Act, which are powerful. But there are other things that we use, like the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act, the Fair Credit Billing Act, the Service Person Civil Relief Act, HIPAA privacy provisions for things like for, for, for medical-related bills, and by the way, a host of other applicable federal and state statutes. In order for somebody to really competently do it on their own, in cases where things may be a little more complex, they would need to sit down and sort of put them through graduate school in consumer advocacy. That's usually not something that's so easy to do. Now, there are people out there who do that, and we celebrate those folks. Um, in terms of the uh, third alternative you mentioned, there are some folks out there who basically are dispute mills and, and basically charge people to do what they could do for themselves, usually not very effectively. So um, this is more about sort of laying it out, explaining what credit repair is, what it isn't, what professional assistance involves, how that differentiates, say, Lexington Law from some of these other alternatives. Uh, and, and we are proud of the work that we do. And, and something else you said that I think is important. You know, if you, if you go, you know, let's just say that your, I don't know, your foot hurts or something and you go to the doctor. The doctor will never promise you 100%, you're, you know, we're going to, to nail this. They're going to promise to do the work, to deliver, the, to deliver care in a competent and comprehensive manner. That's what we do. You know, let's just say you go to a law firm about a, a divorce, for goodness sakes, heaven forbid. And, uh, you know, a lawyer who looks at you and says, I promise you, you're going to get every single thing. You need, to, you need to sort of ask yourself. That's why we don't promise people, you know, hey, come to Lexington Law and you're going to see, uh, you know, a perfect life. We don't do that. But I will say this. We promise to do the work. We deliver the work. And our past clients, so I can give you a statistic, have seen more than 80% of their presenting negative items removed during that first year of service. Um, people see an average of, uh, of 40 uh, credit score points during the first few months even. And so those are past clients. We always need to say in situations like this that even though past clients have demonstrated significant uh, and even outstanding results that your results will vary. They may be better. They may not be as good because we can't prom we can't, we don't have the crystal ball to read the future, but we sure promise to do the hard work. Yeah. Randy, just real quick, I, I want to give you a quick scenario. Um, let's say somebody, and I'm not naming names, but let's say someone has a Kohl's account and um, they purchase something and because they wanted to take advantage of a 30% discount that was available. And then they kind of forgot about that. And then all of a sudden they see, oh no, I'm 10 days late. No, this has never happened to me before. Ah, And so now they have this otherwise perfect stellar credit re report. I'm not naming names, <laughs> but there's this... You know, if they're looking at their credit report, they're like, oh, there's this one oh, and it bugs me. It's like sitting there like it, it happens. Right. We get busy. Well, we no, just, it, you know, but it, is, is there anything you can do in that case? You know, yeah. 
Well, yes, and we know that it can't be you, Josh, because, you know, angels are immortal. And so in order, in order to have a credit report, you have to be sort of a living, breathing entity. But let's say that a mortal that the saving angel knows. Um, so, you know, 10 days late, in your example, 10 days late, you know, this is something that people get, get confused about. And I'm glad and we, we've talked about this, and I know you know the difference, but this is a perfect illustration for your listeners. You know, sometimes people do freak out when something is a few days late. There, there are no savings institutes. I'm sorry. There are no financial institutions that we've seen that report something as late to the credit bureaus before 30 days late. Um, so you'll never see something on a credit report that's 14 days late. And that is, you look at the clock begins at the payment due date. Okay, count 30 days after that, uh, and then you're looking at probable negative credit reporting. There are some banks who um, are more consumer friendly than others and recognize that uh, missteps can happen. Some don't report until something gets to be 60 late. However, those are rare. Most of them report at 30. Let's say something does go 30 days late. What we want to do is we want to we're not going to dispute, per se, for the Fair Credit Reporting Act, like you might think you should do if you're on your own and doing it on your own, because technically um, it's late, it's fairly reported, uh, you were 30 days late. Uh, but what we want to do is we want to press some other applicable statutes. Uh, uh, we want to leverage those, like the Fair Credit Billing Act. We want to know... Uh, the history and provenance of that item. We want to know uh, about whether or not it's always been billed to the correct address, for example. We want to know um, if uh, something was ever purchased on, on, on that account that may have been uh, encumbered by a consumer protection action, you know, and now you're still carrying a balance for something that should have never been purchased in the first place. Uh, you know, I won't get way wonky here, but uh, this sort of illustrates that we want to go deeper uh, than sort of you might think, you know, is available to you on your own. And so what consumers need to remember in the big picture is that is that they are uh, blessed by a range of consumer protections, and we're going to work hard to leverage all of those uh, in the service of a fair and accurate and fully substantiated credit report. Okay, good. Good, 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 good. Okay, so there's hope uh, for, again, for that person who's out there that might have that one spot in an otherwise perfect, stellar credit (laughs) credit rating. Yeah, right, right. right. We won't take names here, but yeah, that's right. Okay, good, 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 good. Okay, so, Randy, uh, there's a couple of different levels that someone can get started with Lexington Law. Can you share what those levels are and what the pricing is? And does that mean that... Um, you know, if someone engages with Lexington Law, is, is it something that they would do for a long period of time or a shorter period of time? Like, how does how does how long does the typical client stay with Lexington Law? So so it varies, obviously, you, you can quit any time, you would only engage the service for as long as you needed it. For some people, that's just a month or two. For others, it's you know, 12 or 18 months, our average, if we're looking at statistics, our average client 
stays with us for between six and seven months. Um, and uh, But again, everybody's credit situation and credit report is different. And so um, what works as a, you know, the statisticians call that regressing to the mean. And we can regress all of that to the mean of six to seven months, but that really means, no pun intended, nothing for the individual who may need only a month or two or may need a lot more. Um, we have several service levels. Um, our Concord Premier service level is $99 a month. Um, and uh, basically, uh, it's we collect payment after services are delivered. So what we do is uh, we do a credit consultation. Uh, we do a whole lot of work uh, at, at the beginning and then charge the client their first fee at day 5 to 15 after work is completed. And then each additional 30-day service interval thereafter, we do the work and then bill after. Um, there's a very easy, uh, friendly uh, uh, quit policy. Uh, and so all somebody would need to do is, is call and say, uh, I'm, I'm finished, this is great, uh, or uh, I changed my mind, this isn't important to me right now after all, and uh, so there's no obligation to continue. We have a, a, a higher uh, service level called Premier Plus, which uh, not only includes the legal interventions to the data furnishers and the appropriate credit bureau challenges, uh, and the monthly credit score improvement analysis, report watch, monitoring and advice, and inquiry assist, uh, they can, listeners can read about all that, that, that are part of the Concord Premier service that I described, but, it, but the, the Premier Plus service level uh, adds uh, monthly FICO score tracking, which is, I think, a, a critical thing, uh, uh, financial tools, uh, and uh, what, what are called early warning system alerts, which, are, which can help you protect against your identity and help you monitor things that don't appear on credit reports, for example, like changes to bank accounts, savings, checking, uh, investment accounts like E-Trade, uh, and uh, other kinds of data. If someone applies for credit in your name with some strange outsized income that doesn't match anything, you know, income doesn't appear on credit reports, but we will spot that uh, through the early warning system uh, alerts. So that level of service is $20 more. It's $119 uh, a, uh, a service interval. Great. And so to get started, real simple, you just go to lexingtonlaw.com. Um, if you're in the car and you don't want, you know, you know, not going to get to that, write this number down. It is one 255 39 or just make sure you go to lexingtonlaw.com or again just look for my email look you could go to savings angel uh there's a link right there that you can engage um we've written a series of articles all about your credit score your credit your credit report um randy um thank you so much um we've now done um for someone who hasn't heard our previous conversations um this is a, this is an important topic it's a topic that's going it to help is. you save a lot of money because I, if you are going to, say, get a car loan, if you're going to get a mortgage, uh, look, I'd rather you 
save an extra half a percent on that, amortized over the life of the loan, is going to add up to a sizable amount. Why leave money on the table just because you got some uh, some problems on your credit report that can be fixed? Uninformed consumers are profitable only for somebody else. And informed consumers are profitable for themselves. And, and, I, and I love the work that you're doing, Josh, to uh, bring that home to consumers on a whole range of, of important issues. Randy Padauer, you're the Community Education Specialist at Lexington Law. Thank you so much for all your great information. Well, thank you, Josh. Always happy to talk with, with you and your Savings Angel listeners. All right. We all dread it. That black or blue screen of death, PC users, uh, or that day when the computer starts acting really wonky and very sluggish. And Mac users, you're not immune. I've got both. And I know I know this goes on on both Macs and PCs. Yeah, but, but don't you hate that? It takes forever to boot up now and programs are glitchy you know something's wrong but you don't know what and how to happen in the first place listen i'm sorry to say but it was probably something you did or didn't do people unwittingly invite trouble onto their computers all the time and then end up having to pay to repair them you know renting a geek And even the high cost of repair might pale in comparison to lost time using the computer while it's being repaired, especially if you need it for your job. Or just think of all that lost productivity or just the stress that's added to it. Heaven forbid, I would hope that you would never lose data or something like that. So listen, I've got a roundup of five computer mistakes. People, not you, I'm sure you're not doing these. Maybe you are. Well, listen. These can cost you big cash. They can cost you a lot of stress. They can cost you a lot of heartache, all right? And I'm going to teach you how to avoid or eliminate them altogether, plus a scam warning and a DIY repair bonus tip. Number one, failing to keep antivirus and anti-malware software and the operating system up to date. Yes, Okay, Mac users, don't tune out on me. You need to keep your operating system up to date, right? It sounds simple, but this is actually the antivirus, anti-malware, and your operating system. Keep all of your programs up to date as well. You should be running these updates where it's checking for the programs because, again, programs can also have security issues. And if you don't have all the latest uh, updates for your software, you are inviting risk. Now, it, uh, it, it sounds simple, but this right here is actually where most people invite trouble in. They allow antivirus software to lapse, or they change internet service providers and forget to update uh, to what the news pr- provider offers. It's tempting to put off system updates because they take time and it can cause the computer to have to restart a few times or even get stuck in an update loop. Right? But not keeping your system updated allows thieves to take advantage of the latest hacks to get into your computer. I don't want that to happen for you. Number two, using the same password for everything or making passwords too easy to guess. Listen, I know people do this because I've been in a situation where I was helping with someone with technology or whatever, and I say, hey, dude, I need your password for this. And then he just shouts it out, and then he says... 
Oh, and I use that same password for everything. I'm like, dude, don't tell me that. Like, I don't want to know that. <laughs> All right. All right. Listen, hackers use computer software to guess passwords. There isn't some guy sitting around somewhere manually guessing at passwords. This nefarious software has every conceivable word, every upper and lowercase variable, every number you've ever forced, uh, uh, you're forced to use loaded into it. It can very quickly go through combinations until it finds the right one. And the popular requirement to use a symbol has made this even easier. So what do you do? You employ long passwords okay long passwords i'm serious like 12 characters or more you could go nuts you could go even longer than that all right but now you should still be able to remember them now the more characters the harder it is to guess and whatever you do as i mentioned please do not use the same one for everything that's just inviting trouble all right. I recommend now there's a program I use. I recommend using LastPass. All right. I think there's another one called One Password. They're great. They will generate really, really cryptic passwords. And then you can have one master password that's like crazy, crazy hard, but it, you know, but that you remember it. And then that will really help you manage all of these different passwords. Number three, opening too many questionable websites. Now, I don't mean that your taste in websites is questionable. I'm talking about following links or cute memes that go to websites cluttered with who knows what. Now, sites without property security measures could be probing your computer and you wouldn't even know it. Same thing goes for things that you might need to download to use, like software, the latest game everyone's trying. But I want you to be very cautious and don't just agree to download without researching what it receives access to first. I highly recommend looking up reviews too, because people often mention trouble they experienced after accessing a game or a site. Number four, jumping on any free Wi Fi. Let's face it, we love our devices and we love free Wi Fi when we're out and about. But connecting your laptop or tablet to whatever you can find can actually be pretty dangerous. Just for the same reasons you should have your home network secured, you should be selective when accessing public networks. Be aware that on a public network, people can and some people will watch what you're doing. Avoid accessing any sensitive information or sites like your bank account and make sure that your anti-malware and antivirus are up to date and working. I just want to say that again. Number five, operating the computer under administrator status all the time. Now, according to a report by Avecto, up to 94% of the Windows vulnerabilities they studied could be avoided simply, not by, by just simply not having admis, admin status available to the malware bots. Now, where this gets tricky is that most people run their personal computers on admin status all the time, rather than just having user accounts. This is really simple. Now, changing it can, look, it's simple, but look, it can be a little complicated. You want to just look, seriously, hire a real smart person or just bring it in and tell them you want to set up a user account. Um, now, you could also go to a website. Write this down. This dude's going to help you. AskBobRankin.com. And that's A-S-K, Ask, Bob, B-O-B. 
B, that's how you spell Bob, and then Rankin, R-A-N-K-I-N.com. And he tells you how to set up user accounts. Now, here's a bonus tip, a couple of them here. A fix to avoid. Now, there is a scam going around where you get a call or some kind of message from Microsoft with like two Fs or something like that, or Microsoft with like <laughs> an A-W-F-T or something. <laughs> Dude, people fall for it. They No, I, look, it, it may look absolutely legit, all right? Or maybe it comes from your ISP, your internet service provider, saying that they've detected a problem and are calling to help you. This is a scam, people. Don't fall for it. It's not Microsoft or your ISP. It's actually crooks looking to get your bank account information and actually harm your computer, not help you. We just kind of, we found that one as we were researching uh, some really great tips for you. Now, here's another bonus tip. Here's a DIY fix. Now, Say you had your laptop run out of battery and shut it down ex- ex- unexpectedly. Now it won't power up and won't even recognize the power cord when you plug it in. To fix this, unplug the cord from the laptop itself, not just from the wall. Remove the battery out of your laptop if you can. And then hold down the power key while you count to 10. Now, this is initiating a full power drain, and the laptop should now acknowledge the cord. This is probably not every laptop on the planet, certainly not MacBooks, all right, but try this out if you can, right? And then, again, this is what it's doing is initiating a full power drain, and then the laptop should now acknowledge the cord. Then I want you to plug the cord back in. If the light displays, unplug the cord again, reinsert the battery, and you're good to charge up. Right, uh, uh, hit the 30 second rewind if I lost January there. Anyway, hey, look, a lot of great advice. See, this this show is great. It's it's you learn all kinds of good stuff, learning money, living more happy, living with less stress. That's what I'm all about. So that's it for this show. I hope you and your family are as excited as we are about the Savings Angel family now open to everybody. Now, if you loved hearing everything on this podcast, would you do me a favor and leave a five-star review in iTunes? If you do that, it kind of helps us out a lot. Like I, you know, like we go through a lot of work to to produce this. And if you would just take, you don't have to say anything. Just a five-star review is cool, and just say something like "Great show, Josh. Thanks." That's all you have to say, and that that's all you have to do, and that really, really helps us out. Oh, also. Please, for that family you know who wants to move ahead a little bit financially, say, hey, this website, Savings Angel, it had been roughly $240 a year, and guess what? They're now free. So if you would do that, help me spread the word, I just simply can say thank you for that. Thank you so much. Listen, I want you to have a wonderful week full of saving more, earning more, and living more abundantly. And thank you, my friend, for listening. That's what I'm all about.